0: Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Tzav Rishon, the first Aliyah in Parshas Tzav. Our Parsha as a whole contains 96 psukim, which is the numeric value of Tzav, the name of the Parsha itself. But our Aliyah in particular has 11 psukim running from Perik Vov Posuk Aleph to Posuk Yud Aleph. Basic overview of our Aliyah. We hear now about how Aaron is now commanded and his children are commanded to learn the Torah of the Ola, the laws pertaining to the Burnt offering sacrifice. It's burnt on the Mizbah, on the altar, all night until the morning. And we hear about the fires that uh, are necessary, the clothes that they have to wear when doing this, and the, what's called Hojzia Heutz, Sadesh, the Truma Sadesh, and taking out the ashes of the previous night every morning um, when they would burn after the night of burning. Then we hear about the Torah Savincha the laws as pertaining to the Mincha, to the meal offerings, and again, we are told that Aaron and his children need to bring it to the mizbech. they bring a kumzoi, a kum it's kometz; it's a little, a little piece that's held in the hand, it's burnt upon the mizbech, and the rest is eaten by the Kohanimu here, a reiteration of some of the laws that it cannot be chametz, it cannot be leaven, it is Kodesh kadashim, kachatas Kaasha. So a lot of laws that pertain to this. And so when we start our Aliyah, just a few basic points to ponder, number one, is, why is the word or that the parsha is called after such an important word, it is called tzav, command. Why is this so significant? Rashi um, actually points out, that this relates to, he quotes the Sifra, which is the Medrash and that is, is that Ein Zerus. It is a expression of um, trying to um, create alacrity, trying to 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 create momentum in doing this. For uh, uh, for the reason being is Rabbi Shimon explains why because. It needs to explain this in a place that Yesh Boy Chesron kiss, where there's a loss in money. When there's a loss in money, that's when the Kohanim needs to be especially. Um, um, uh, given this extra accelerated push to do it is what it is now just for out of interest um, if you look through the rest of Sefer Vayikra there is only one other place in the entire book of Sefer Vayikra all ten parashiyos where the word sav actually appears and that's in Parashas emma where it says Tzav is the Yichu Zach so the only other time with this notion of Tzav is now the word Mitzvah kashet though that appears but as a directive as a command this is the only other, there's only appears twice. It really is stands alone, right? She says, why? Because of Chesron Kiss. What does that mean? Well, why here specifically? Why by the Korban Olah, By the burnt offering. Is this something which is b- being mentioned? Starach HaVakodesh summarizes a few possibilities. He says, he suggests that uh, there's there's a lot of effort involved in the Korbanos, a lot of pain and sacrifice that's involved in doing the Korbanos. It's not easy to sacrifice an animal to perform all, all that avoid and keep one's thoughts in the right direction. So Hashem is saying, just make sure you do it right. Make sure you do it right. Second possibility is, he says, because the Korban Allah requires burning throughout the night. After all, the Korban tamid, the sacrifice in the morning, the sacrifice in the evening, their limbs were burnt all night. And because it required somebody being up all night, that's why the Korbanim are requiring an extra reminder, an extra push for this. That's the second possibility. Third possibility, he says, is that Israel... Are losing out on the korban because it's completely burnt and consumed by the mizbeh. Meaning to say that there's no one who's getting benefit from this, uh, this particular korban. Your uh, animal costs a lot of money, it's, it's a big investment, takes a lot of time to, to grow that animal. Now it's just being burnt completely on the mizbeh. There's no seeming physical beneficiaries from this sacrifice that requires a little bit more extra. And perhaps um, the, the, the fourth explanation he says is not just the, the Israelites are losing out, it's also the Kohanim themselves. There's no Kohen who's benefiting from this, this Korban at all. The only thing the Kohen gets is the skin of it as well. Then, now the Orachim rejects all these ideas. He says these seem to be too rudimentary for the Torah to go out of its way to, to counteract them. So rather, he suggests, refers to that at the end of the Aliyah, we know that the Mizbah is supposed to have a fire, that there just has to be this fire on the altar, which is always there. And he says that, that and in fact, that we're going to learn that there's three different pyres, there's two, three different fires upon the altar. So in that case, it, it costs a lot of money to keep that going. That's what the Tzav is, that's what the Loshon Zeros is, is as well. So these are these are five possibilities raised by the Orach It is worthwhile noting that in the Sif Sechaim, um, Rav Chaim Friedlander, in his in his book um, um, on the Yomim Tovim, he at the beginning of the section on Sukkos, where he, in Maamar Aleph, he says a very beautiful possibility. Chesron kiss isn't just about the money, he says, but it's about whether a person feels part and a partner in that mitzvah as well. When you have an Olah, when you have a burnt offering. And a person's not really, so to speak, and one's not partnering, one doesn't feel like it's using one's abilities, one's capacities. It's really completely burnt up. It's complete sacrifice. It's a zero-sum game, zero or one. And they're giving up everything for the Mizbah. That's, what, that's where, that, where it has a chesron kiss. There's no kiss, there's no pocket, there's no hold, so to speak, in this. And he makes a very fascinating observation. He quotes the Rambam. Where the Rambam points out in Halacha that a non-Jew is allowed to bring a karban. Uh, unlike perhaps other religions, which are very exclusive and un- uh, intolerant to any other forms of religion, the, the Torah as a non-Jew is allowed to bring a korban, but the only korban they're allowed to bring is the korban olah. They're not allowed to bring a shlamim. Suggests Rav Chaim Friedland that's precisely this point. When it comes to the non-Jewish conception of service of God, it really is a zero-sum game. It's me or him, and if I want to serve God, it's not. It, therefore it is him, and therefore not me. And that's why I need to sacrifice everything. I, my, the karban is an example of a is, is, is celibacy. It's an example of the living on the mountaintop as a monk. It's the example of being completely disconnected to this world. That's the only type of karban that the non-Jewish world knows how to bring. But in the realm of Judaism it's possible to bring a Shlomim where you can eat the sacrifice and also serve God. That's by Yesh, by kiss. Uh, that means say it's got you've got an element. There's a pocket, so to speak. To it. there's a part that I own in it. That type of what called hybrid service is not something which the non-Jewish world is akin to or appreciative of. Which is why it's so important. And it's specifically when it's laced by when it does not have any aspect of personal involvement. Um, that is precisely when it is uh, um, it is important to to have zeros. This extra tzivah over here as well. Now, just a very basic question, which is very important for our Parish as a whole, and that is, what is the point of this aliyah? We heard about the carbon olah, we heard about the Karban Mincha in Parshas Vayikra. Why is it being reiterated here? It sounds like a repetition. So the says, it really is a repetition, but there's a few extra details which are added. So the question is, what are those extra details? Rashi tells us a few of them. So he says, first of all, we hear that now the, the organs and limbs are burnt all night long, that we did not hear in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra. Also teaches us that what, what invalidates an Ola. So we hear about some of the aspects which invalidate an Ola. And another example is is that once it goes on the Mizbech, it cannot come down. That refers to the Nisachim. That means to say certain things which touch the Mizbech or go up on the altar cannot be retracted thereafter as well. Um, so the, the, the idea of the Rashi and the Rashbam is there are extra laws which are being taught to us here. The Ramban adds another law which is also described is that the uh, Ola itself can only be brought during the day, but the limbs are burnt at night. So these are laws we learned from the second time round. With this all being true, it still doesn't answer the question, really, if you think about it. Because really, why couldn't we just copy it, copy it and pasted all the details that we have inside of over here, which are extra, and put them in Vayikra? Or vice versa, put all the details in Vayikra here. We could put it all in one parasha. Why does the Ola have to be sp- split up into two? Says those Naim not Torah, very profound insight, and this is going to be extremely helpful for reading Pasha's Tzav as a whole. And that is, the audience of Pasha's Vayikra was all of Israel. Vayikra Hashem Moshe, Hashem spoke to a uh, call out to Moses and to t- tell him to tell the rest of the nation of Israel. That's wonderful. That means that we, the regular proletariats, were the recipients or were the beneficiaries of the Pasha Zayikra. However, when it comes to Pasha Tzav, that is not the case. Who is the recipient? The answer is in the first Tub Sukkim of this, this Pasha. The answer is Tzaves Iron le mor This is an internal memo to the Kohanim who are about to perform the Avodah. When it comes to that internal memo, there's more details, there's more specifics as to what it is that it takes for them. Yes, the regular masses need to know that Korbanos work and how they work in general. But now we're getting the specific details that the Kohanim need to know about. Oh, by the way, night time, this detail, this burning, this limb, those things, the, the, that, that aspect of it is more specific to those facilitating it and that's why it is that it's done in such a way as well very profound idea and it's going to help us read the rest of this Torah. How many pyres were there? New question on the on the mizbah So the Mishnah mission, the mission Torah, the Rambam says in Hilchas Timur Musaf in the second parak that there were three ma'arachas, three pyres of, of, of fire on the Mizbah every day. It's not the sort of simplistic picture we have one fire. The first one was the what's called the ma'aracha gedola, the large pyre. That was where you bring the carbon Tameh, that's where you brought Korbanos you poured the limbs on that fire. The second one was There was a smaller fire to the side and that fire would be used to get the coals necessary for the kataris, the incense brought in the internal mizbach. The fire would be taken from here and the third one is it was only a very small one and that was to be which would be the constant fire and that was not a functional fire it was a, 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 symbolos, a symbolistic fire as well. Finally, one last aliyah in our, uh, point in our earlier, which is a really important point, is that what is the significance of truma sadechen of taking this, the ashes off the mizbech? After all, I mean it's it's important. You need to have a clean mizbech the next day, but that that's part of that avoider. Really, why why is that so important? The Gemara Niuah tells us that uh, from the word v'heirim that that's used by both of our truma and the mincha that, um, that a commerce was taken from the deshen and placed in the mizbech, meaning to say you took a little bit of the actual deshen and put it on the mizbech, almost as if the the the, the ash itself was part of the service. W- why? why? Why is that? Rav Hirsch makes a profound point and he says the day begins with finishing up what yesterday started or finished with. Meaning to say, it, the way he puts it is, of, yeah, today, today brings no new mission. It is only to carry out ever afresh. The mission of yesterday too was to accomplish. And listen to this profound observation. The very last Jewish grandchild stands there before God with the same mission of life, at his first ancestors bore, and every day adds to it all. It uh, adds to all its predecessors in the whole passing of the centuries. His contribution to the solution of the task given to all the generations of the house of Israel. The Jewish today has to take its mission from the hands, are well, from the hands of its yesterday. That's how Tzumah's addition works. The, the ashes are from yesterday's karbanos. We only bring today's carbonus after we finish yesterday's karbanos. Very profound insight helps us understand part of the beginning of Pasha's time. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.